Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. I want to give God thanks for this opportunity to meet with you on this Lord's Day. Uh, this is the first day of the week, and it is appropriate that we begin our week with the study of God's Word so that we can have our minds and hearts set on what uh, God says or has to say to us. Uh, We're going to encounter many different situations this week. Uh, And so this study is uh, to prepare you uh, so that you will be uh, able to stand, as Paul writes in Ephesians 6, in this evil day. So with that, let's have a little prayer, and we'll begin our study for this morning. We do thank you. Heavenly Father, for Jesus, our Savior, we thank you that we have salvation through the Son of God. We thank you, Father, that if we believe into the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be rescued from eternal death. And we thank you, Lord, that we have salvation through the blood of the Son of God. We have been justified Uh, through Jesus, and so we have a right standing before you because of the imputed righteousness of Christ. And we do thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this morning, uh, our particular study is going to focus on Psalm 2. And uh, I want to say before we begin our study proper that uh, please Uh, Get your family prepared uh, for coming shortages. Uh, Please buy food as much as you can, water. uh, Have different fuel sources. And uh, I pray that you are able to have a generator of some sort so that you can take care of your family. Uh, it's, it's going to be rather difficult. And so um, I want us to be in prayer for one another, one another throughout the world. Uh, I am, of course, I'm speaking to the saints of this community and their, their extended family uh, and friends as well. So we need to pray. Uh, we need to be vigilant. 
and we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving ourselves. Uh, James chapter 1, so we're to be doers. So uh, be efficient, be uh, proactive, and uh, prepare your family. So um, now you realize that you and I know that the world is crashing. Uh, The stock market is crashing or has crashed. The the food uh, chain, as it were, has broken down. And I understand that several processing plants throughout the country uh, have been attacked and set on fire. And as I understand it, some of these processing facilities were destroyed by individuals called the White Hats because of uh, different chemicals that were being added on top of what is already added uh, to food. The housing market uh, is crashing. It is in not a free fall yet, but it is crashing. Uh, and fuel prices uh, are rising. And the last report I read talked about uh, oil at $120 a barrel. And uh, there seems to be no end in sight. So uh, as much as you can, prepare uh, your family and uh if you can, develop a community uh, of individuals with different skills so there, there will be a support system in place for you. Uh, but once again, uh, bathe every decision in prayer. And as a Paul, uh, Paul said to uh, investigate everything and really take nothing for granted. Um, so please listen to the word of God. Be directed by the word of God. You and I have the resurrection power of Christ at our disposal. And so we need to avail ourselves uh, of this ministry that God has provided for us. So uh, the wrath of God. What is the wrath of God? Now, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, uh, the wrath of God is spoken of, first of all, as divine anger, God's abiding anger uh, towards sin, and those who are devoted to the practice of sin. God is angry with the wicked every day, we read in, in, in the Psalms. <laughs> And so we have God's righteous indignation uh, and, and wrath towards sin. And sin is the, – the word sin and the reality of sin has been lost uh, in the 21st century. Uh, and this, uh, this postmodern culture has no understanding of sin. And the implications of sin. In fact, 
a a an understanding of what it means to have a real spiritual life with God uh, is is has all but been lost on on this very secularized generation. Uh, the focus is on self, and so with that, uh, we have to understand that there, there is this idolatry of the self. And what these people don't realize is that uh, in the old in old in the Old Testament history, uh, we read about what happens to those who are devoted to self. Uh, in the antediluvian, the, the antediluvian world was destroyed by God through uh, the great flood. And Peter uses the, the graphic verb uh, in, in the New Testament, uh, the dashing down. Peter speaks about the dashing down of the old world by God. Uh, through through uh, hydrology, through fluid dynamics, uh, and God destroyed the old world and its practices. And then, uh, so we have decreation, and then we have recreation, uh, and God restored the world. So, uh, the first eleven chapters of Genesis are what we call primeval history, and the first 11 chapters of Genesis have been uh, under a concerted attack because if Genesis, if those chapters can be discredited, then uh, the scripture falls apart. And they have, and the so-called liberal scholars, as it were, have not been successful uh, in destroying uh, uh, primeval history. And they have not successfully destroyed the, the five books of Moses, uh, the Pentateuch. Uh, so we know of the unity uh, that was built into those documents. And uh, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls corroborate um, the, the unity of, of this, this, this great uh, theological literature. So, and then we have in the book of Genesis the destroy the, God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, there was uh, the idolatry of the self again. Uh, in the book of Exodus, we see that uh, Pharaoh Ramesses, uh, who believed himself a god, uh, challenged Yahweh Elohim, who said, "Let my people go." Let my people go. Uh, this was a command by God. God commanded to let my people go. And the Pharaohs, uh, Ramesses, who is a type of the devil, did not uh, listen to Yahweh. And so uh, under Moses, God systematically took down Egypt or Mitzrayim, God systematically destroyed Egypt. And so there's a word in Hebrew that is used for 
what God did to uh, to Egypt, and it is a word that uh, that that means mockery. God mocked the arrogance of the human god Ramesses, Pharaoh Ramesses. God mocked their claims. There is only one God. There is only one Lord. There is only one faith. There is only one baptism. And uh, he is Lord of all. But uh, in the pathology of sin, in the, the, uh, there, there are those who come to power in human history whom Yahweh allows to come to power, uh, who set themselves up as gods. And please read about Antiochus Epiphanes and his, his destructive reign during the intertestamental period. When we come to the New Testament, uh, then we have Herod, who sought to destroy uh, the, uh, Jesus. And God directed uh, the, uh, the wise men from the east uh, to go a different way and not to report back uh, to Herod to the location uh, of, of the king. And so Herod went in and he destroyed uh, the young children up to a certain age hoping uh, to, you know, in his uh, frenzied madness to destroy the king. Uh, and, of course, God had sent his son into Egypt. And then we hear, we read the prophecy, out of Egypt I have called my son. And so, you, so God left his son in Egypt until King Herod died. Uh, and yet there are people who keep coming to power believing that they are stronger than, than God. God lets them go on for a while, and then God moves in uh, in judgment. And what is really fascinating is that in, in, in Jewish history, uh, the connection between the faithfulness of God uh, the continuity that he had with his people uh, and what they saw and experienced of God never taught them. They never learned of the faithfulness and the veracity of God out of all that he had done for them. And so they would continually lapse into faithlessness. In the book of Judges, God, hand, God hands his people over to uh, ruthless rulers who roll over them for a time. Then they, they know to go to God. They cry out to God. And in his mercy, because he had made a covenant with them, he would deliver them. They were his chosen people. They were his people. So uh, eventually, in 722, God destroyed the northern kingdom. 586. God destroys the southern kingdom, Judah and Benjamin. They are sent, uh, Judah is sent into exile, into Babylon. And uh, for, for 70 years. But then uh, uh, God would bring his people back. 
God is always faithful. But yet, there there is this group of individuals, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna say about the Antichrist. Uh, this is this is what they believe in their hearts about themselves. So I'm going to be reading from Psalm. I'm going to read Psalm two, beginning at verse one. Quote: Why do the nations conspire or rage? In the Old King James Version, and the peoples plot in vain. The kings of the earth take the hand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Of course, that's Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And they say, let us break their chains. Notice how they speak about God. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. Understand the darkened mentality. And what the darkened mentality's view of God, the rulership of God by these individuals is seen as chains, uh, chains and fetters because they are devoted to self. Four, the enthroned one in heaven laughs. And the old King James it reads, he that sitteth in the heavens will laugh. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter or a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned. You rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him, unquote. So that is Psalm 2. And so Psalm 2 is a very powerful picture uh, for us as as a believing community. So this psalm previews Christ's present rejection of verses uh, 1, 2, and 3. And also, see for reference, uh, see Acts uh, 4, 25 through 28. And so... This uh, rejection of Christ continues throughout this age and culminates in the apostasy of the Great Tribulation. So, uh, 
we have Messiah's present session in Psalm 110, verse 1. And uh, we, uh, the disdain of his enemies is foretold uh, in verses 4 through 6. Uh, listen, I heard the other day that uh, believers now uh, have, are being called, are, are called Christofascists. Christo fascists. And so I just want you to get an idea of the, the splintered consciousness uh, of what is going on today. So if there is any believer that has thought or believed to, uh, to take uh, shelter uh, in, uh, in the West, in Western culture, uh, please understand that Western culture has has been uh, decimated, has been obliterated. And you and I need to focus on faithfulness to the Lord as our confidence, as the one who, and as the one who brings stability to our lives in these evil days. So, uh, then we have the future uh, incarnate and, and risen Lord, and Jesus vindicates his sonship uh, at his second advent, and then he assumes the kingdom. Uh, please understand uh, that the Battle of Armageddon uh, is not good. It is not really a battle. It has been called the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, there will be no battle. And uh, the, the forces that are marshaled against uh, Jesus in the Valley of Megiddo uh, are going to be roundly defeated. Listen, these people have developed heart. They have been engaged in geoengineering they have incredibly complex weapons trans, uh, platforms uh, in the skies. They have directed laser weapons. They have drones. They have all kinds of sophisticated weapons. They have sound weapons. They have AI weapons. They have 5G. They have 6G that they don't talk about. And so they have weapon systems that are able to take over and control human thinking. They have weapon systems that can detect facial expressions, attitudes, and thoughts. They have machines, uh, uh, what we call through machine learning, they understand human thinking. These people can detect whether or not you are an atheist or if I am an atheist. They can detect if I'm a believer uh, in Jesus Christ, their weapon systems are incredibly sophisticated. Hence, once again, Ephesians chapter 6, put on armor of God that you may stand in the evil day. So, uh, for those, you know, this this so-called vaccine, uh, this was 
a bioweapons platform that was engineered uh, to be injected into people and then through 5G uh, and other uh, silent weapon systems that we will never understand or see, uh, these people will be able to activate uh, certain uh, events to take place uh, within uh, within the person's uh, body and mind. When you put all of your information on Facebook, these people uh, gather that information, and they uh, they have certain algorithms that they use to to specifically target you and me. You are you become part of a hive mind. You may not be consciously aware of it, but they make you a part of a hive mind. For believers, they create spiritual passivity. And while there may be a, a, a task of uh, a denial of the reality of what has been done or going, uh, what has happened, that these people know how to control the human brain, the human uh, being. It was the Obama Obama signed executive order so that uh, propaganda can be used against the American people. Heretofore, that had been done to a limited extent, but through this executive order, all-out war uh, was waged against the American people against their way of life, against their faith. So uh, we live in incredible times. And uh, so let me go on. So the psalmist exhorts uh, kings and warns rebels uh, in view of the establishment of his kingdom. When Jesus uh, assumes control over the earth, okay, uh, he will, well, after Armageddon, <clears throat> he will set up his kingdom rule. You and I, as believers, will co-reign with him. And notice, he will rule them with a rod of iron. Uh, he is our good shepherd, but he will rule this world. Now, why will he do that? Listen, some extraordinary things are going to take place uh, in this world. And so we, have, we will have the rise of the, of the Antichrist. Now, uh, the scripture has a, a great deal to say concerning this individual. And he will appear at the end time as the head of Gentile world powers and their ten uh, kingdom federation. Uh, he is spoken of by Ezekiel in Ezekiel 28, 1 through 10, and in Daniel 7, 7 through 8, uh, 20 through 26, 
Daniel 8, 23 to 25, Daniel 9, 26 and 27, uh, Daniel 11, 36 to 45. So there are extensive scriptural references concerning this, uh, this individual. He is also spoken of in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 10. Revelation 13, 1 through 10, Revelation 17, 8 through 14. And so uh, when we bring these passages together, uh, we have certain facts about his activities. That is the Antichrist. He will appear on the scene in the latter times of Israel's history. And this is uh, uh, the reference uh, for this is Daniel 8:23. He will not appear until the day of the Lord has begun. Uh, The book of Joel speaks of the day of the Lord. And there are other references in the Old Testament that speak about the day of the Lord. Uh, And so now, once again, his coming on the scene or his manifestation is being hindered by the restraining ministry of the Holy Spirit. 2 Thessalonians 2, 6 through 7. Remember, uh, the Fed has said has raised interest rates so that in order they say to curtail inflation, but inflation is the has to do with the printing press, and the more they print. Uh, these federal uh, these federal reserve notes uh, the less value they have and so it is the the limitless printing uh, that is that is destroying the economy governments only governments create inflation only governments create inflation so the paper has that is the federal reserve note paper has little value left. And so therefore, uh, and believe me, it is an abstraction, and therefore real things like food, gas, or uh, or fuel, real things, commodities, uh, you know, their prices are going to go up because those who are in, uh, in certain businesses have to, what move food and so diesel is going uh, is going up. They have to transport food. They have they need it. They have they have insurance, etc. So all these things are being disrupted, and so uh, the Fed is not attempting to help uh, us. But what they're trying to do is they're attempting a controlled demolition of the economy. Why do they want to destroy the economy? They want to destroy the economy because they uh, want to get rid of paper uh, notes, Federal Reserve notes. They want to go to a Fed currency, a digital currency. They want you and I to have a certain amount of digital currency available to us and so if we don't use it all within a certain period of time, it just disappears. They want absolute control of our lives. 
they want to destroy uh, autonomy. They want a global hive mind to be created. You need to read about the Club of Rome, and uh, you need to read about the CDC. You need to read uh, about these different organizations and what they have planned uh, to do to the world, which involves us. So uh, let me go on about this, uh, this individual. So he is being hindered, that is, his manifestation is being hindered. Uh, one event that's going to take place uh, uh, is the event that's going to take place for us as believing ones is the snatching out of the church. And so then uh, his full manifestation will be here. Now, before uh, there's, there will be a departure uh, from the faith. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. We know that he is a Gentile. Now, in Psalm 2, we read, why do the nations rage or, or, or the people imagine a vain thing? So the word there is, is goy, goyim, uh, which refers to uh, the Gentiles. Uh, why do the people rage? And the word in Hebrew means a, a, a violent tumult, or they're angry. They're angry. Now, notice the character of the nations. Uh, I've noticed in counseling that people who are devoted to self uh, uh, through the idolatry of the self and their preoccupation with self, they're the angriest people, angriest people. And their anger is a demand. They demand certain things of others. Uh, you know, and it, it's an amazing uh, phenomenon to watch. Um, so this individual, he, he comes up from the Roman Empire, and he is a part of the people who destroyed Jerusalem. And that's Daniel 9.26. So he is the head of the last form of Gentile world dominion. Psalm 2, Jesus comes to destroy Gentile world dominion. Remember, in the, in the book of Luke, Jesus talks about the times of the Gentiles. Jesus is the one who is going to destroy the times of the Gentiles, and he is going to bring in what some call the millennial kingdom. He is going to bring in his kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. So uh, he is uh, he is a head of the last form of Gentile world dominion. He is like a leopard. He is like a bear and a lion. Revelation thirteen one, and such. So he is a political leader, and uh, the seven heads and ten horns of Revelation 13.1 and Revelation 17.12 are federated under his authority. His influence is worldwide. He rules over all nations, Revelation 
And so this influence comes through the alliance which he will make with other nations. So uh, he eliminated three rulers in his rise to power. And one of the kingdoms over which he has authority uh, will be revived. Uh, For one of the heads uh, representing a kingdom or a king has been healed, Revelation 13.3. And so he rise, his, his rise comes through his peace program, uh, Daniel 8.25. Notice that, notice how he comes. He, he, uh, he, he arrived, Daniel writes that he, uh, his rise is through flattery, through flattery. Go back and read uh, Genesis 3. And then read the Proverbs, what, and what the book of Proverbs says about flattery. So he manipulates through flattery. He is cunning. He is deceitful. And uh, his heart is full of wickedness. But uh, there's, there, there's an element that you and I need to pay close attention to with regard to flattery. Because when you deal with individuals who are, are idolatry, uh, idol, are, are devoted to self and the, the idolatry of self, uh, then you appeal to them through what? Through flattery. And so he uses this as a weapon. So uh, he is marked, uh, he is brilliant, he is super intelligent, he is very persuasive, and once again, uh, he is also marked by subtlety and craft, Ezekiel 28.6. And so uh, that his position over other nations is by their own consent. They... Uh, they move into an agreement with him uh, because of he, he has flattered him. He has seduced him through flattery. He rules over the nations uh, of his federation with absolute authority. And uh, so and Daniel 11.36 says that he is depicted as doing his own will. Uh, through his authority, he will change laws and customs. And his chief interest is in might and power. He, he loves the guard. Uh, he, he worships the God of fortresses, according to the book of Daniel. That is his focus. He is militaristic. That is the essence of this, uh, this being. So... <clears throat> He introduces idolatrous worship, and then there is a point at which uh, he sets himself up as God, and uh, he becomes a blasphemer against the God of heaven because of his assumption of deity. And so this one we know, and you, you and I know, is energized by Satan. So he receives his authority from uh, the devil, and 
he is controlled by the pride of the devil. Ezekiel 28.2. If you would go back and listen to the last show, I taught, and I taught about the king of Tyre, uh, Ezekiel 28 and uh, Isaiah 14. Read about the, and uh, listen to the message on the king of Tyre, which was an introduction to this study. Uh, everything is coming together uh, in the plan of God. The last of what will, the, the federation of Gentile world, world power you may not see it all yet, but but notice what's going on. Notice what uh, these these kingdoms are, are doing. They're they're play, some of these kings are placing their their people under uh, horrific bondage by saying you're not going to have fuel oil. Uh, you're not going to be able to have wheat. Uh, and, and Russia says that you're not going to be able to buy gas, uh, fuel of oil from us unless you use the ruble. The ruble is backed by gold now. The Chinese yuan is backed by gold. And so they have separated themselves off from the U.S. corporation. They have separated themselves. Russia prepared extensively to be cut off from the West through sanctions, and this is why uh, – they stored up uh, certain armaments, food, uh, fuel oil, etc., to be ready for this event. You and I need to prepare. If we have the space to repair, and we do, then please prepare. Take care of your families. So, uh, so this person is the head of Satan's lawless system. Just think, think about all the shootings of late and think about the targets, schools, churches, okay, and uh, uh, a large event. Think about what happened in Las Vegas. They said there was one shooter, but in a video you see through different windows, you see two shooters, and there, there, are, other, there are others. The echoes uh, – and the sound devices in that place uh, that was there, you could tell uh, that there are different types of weapons going off. And if you know the sound of a rifle, semi-automatic, automatic, a handgun, you know, you could tell. And so, you know, these events are going on to do what? They want to destroy the First and Second Amendments. It is imperative to bring this corporation down, this corporate entity down that we call uh, the United States. Uh, so his claim to power and to deity is proved by signs wrought through satanic power. Now, in the Bible, you will learn about the Holy Trinity beginning in Genesis 1, verse 1, uh, Elohim. The, the I am uh, suffix uh, denotes plurality of being. And then, so we have, the, we have the Holy Trinity, and then we, we learn about the unholy trinity. There will be a, uh, uh, a death of, of 
an unholy being in the book of Revelation, and he will mimic the resurrection of Christ. Listen, uh, I'm going to talk more about AI as artificial intelligence in the next show because I want to show you about the emerging, the emerging of reality as we know it with AI in order to manipulate and to deceive the saints. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. Be prayerful, be praiseful, and God bless you. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.